0: The opinion line on Corks ninety six FM. I've heard of hyperemesis. Obviously, the most famous sufferer of all was it? Was it? Um, was it Kate Middleton? Um, she was the one who put it in the headlines a few years ago. But you've suffered it yourself. What's it like? Good morning.
1: Good morning, PJ. Firstly, thank you for asking me to come on, and um, I suppose thank you to shows like yours for giving women like me the opportunity to raise awareness about hyperemesis because, as you say, thank God for Kate Middleton having it, or, you know, I think the medical profession or most of the medical profession would think we're off our heads completely. Um, Unfortunately, yes, I suffer from the condition um, back in 2012. I got married when I was 38, so I'll give you a very brief synopsis. Mm -hmm. And... um, We kind of said at that stage, look, you know, if children happen, they happen, and if they don't, they don't. So um, we were delighted to find out I was pregnant when I was 41, and uh, we had our gorgeous baby, Lauren, who is now ready to turn six. But when I discovered I was pregnant, so I did the test, and it was, um, you know, two to three weeks, and we were delighted, and literally two days later, I started feeling sick and I said, okay, this is morning sickness, this Mm. is what it's all about, Um, but it was getting more severe and more severe at a very rapid level, Um, so to the point that I just said, okay, I, I better just go to the GP and just check everything's okay, so went to the GP, and I suppose the one thing I would like to bring across as well is that if there is anybody listening to this that thinks or knows that they're suffering from hyperemesis, mm. you know, if you don't get the answers to the first line of medical professional, you come to just keep going to the next and to the next, because that's what happened to me. Unfortunately, my own GP wasn't there at the time, and I saw a different GP, and I explained, and I was literally empty reaching as I was in there, and she just said to me, look, I've had three children, I've had to work through morning sickness all my three pregnancies, and and this is the way it is. You either accept that or you don't. Mm-hmm. And That was a bit, I,
0: that was a bit dismissive, to, to say the very least. But like morning sickness, well, first of all, I've had enough pregnant colleagues over the years. <laughs> and, and indeed, I'm a father of two myself. So I remember my wife with, with morning sickness. And first of all, the myth is it only happens in the morning. It can happen any time. But this is, this is you just can't stop.
1: You just can't stop. I I think it's an unfortunate connection, the wording um, morning sickness uh, connected to hyperemesis because um, from my experience, and I can only speak about my experience, but I was very severe into the scale. um, They're they're nothing to do with each other, to be quite Mm -hmm. honest, because morning sickness, you can still, to some degree, you can function, you can go to work. It may not be easy, but you can go to work and you can function and you know that it kind of maybe levels off Mm. towards a certain week in the pregnancy. With hyperemesis, for me, it started at week three, and I was getting sick maybe 50 times a day, violently getting sick. to I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink, um, to the point that the only way I can explain it is I lived my, my first five and a half months of my first pregnancy in CUMH or on my bathroom floor or on my hands and knees on the bed because I couldn't get to the to the bathroom to be sick. It's almost, you know, you, you're you just throwing up bile and the pain up your esophagus from it. It's, the only way I can explain it, PJ, is if you can imagine that you are being violently sick, but there is somebody in the corner of the room with a remote control, and the second that you have a bout of sickness, that you go to try and draw your breath, they press the button and you go again. So you are almost choking.
0: You literally cannot breathe. Cannot stop you to literally breathe. Literally
1: cannot stop. And anything can set you off. For for myself personally, um, even the smell of my own skin would have set me off good Lord. any kind of food um, you know I can remember one time my husband <laughs> he was working in Limerick and he came in the front door he had had a coffee before he left Limerick and obviously we we're in Cork and um, I just had to shout at him to get out of the house it was like he put a bag of coffee beans over my head I couldn't breathe and I, I just started off again good god it's you know it's a, a horrific
0: how do you function Tina when that's it right can't
1: that, that's that's the thing and I think that's what an awful lot of people do not understand you know I would have met people over the years and they would say the old thing you know oh I had really severe morning sickness as well have you tried ginger biscuits ginger tea ginger 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 <laughs> and you're going no this is not severe just morning sickness the smell
0: sickness. of ginger is half the problem
1: exactly <laughs> the smell of my own skin is the problem <laughs> you know it's, it's just there is Anything and everything can set it off. It's horrific.
0: There is a medicine, I believe, called, is it Caraban?
1: Yes. Now, when I was pregnant with Lauren back in 2016, she was born. um, Caraban wasn't available to me. So I've had the experience of two pregnancies, one with Caraban, one without. So back in 2016, when it wasn't available, I spent the first five and a half months to six months in CUMH with drips in one arm or both arms. They tried every type of medication available and nothing worked for me, just nothing worked. Um, so Lauren was born at 36 weeks. Now, I was extremely lucky and I'll always be grateful for the care I had under Professor Louise Kenny. And Lauren was born unusually at uh, 36 weeks and she was 8 pounds 8. An awful lot of high-premises babies um are born underweight, so maybe four pounds, five pounds. So I am always very grateful for that. Whatever way my body worked, you know, she literally just sucked everything I had. So she was healthy, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But um, then I found out I was pregnant uh, during lockdown. So my second daughter, Ria, was born when I was 46. Um, and she was born in 2021. And I went to... Dr. Matt Hewitt, who, again, amazing, amazing man, and he put me on caravan, Mm -hmm. and from my previous experience now, also to just try and explain to people, you know, for one split second, I did the pregnancy test, because I knew the feeling, and I just went, oh my God, this is amazing, Lauren is going to have a baby brother or sister, and, you know, I'm 45, 46 years old. This this is just the stuff of mirac- miracles, the stuff of dreams. Yeah, so but happy. you must have
0: thought as well, Christ, what
1: am I facing? Ten seconds later, you're going, oh my God, I'm facing into this nightmare again. How the hell am I going to get through this? Mm. But I will say... Because of my previous experience, I knew to go to an experienced person, medical professional in premises, So that's where Matt came in, and he was fantastic. He put me on caravan. Mm. And again, being the severe end of the scale, I mean, I was still feeling beyond absolute rubbish, but... Carabin kept me out of hospital. It kept me from having to get IVs. Um, I would get up in the morning, just about be able to get myself up in the morning and take Lauren to crash. I'd come home, back into bed. I still wasn't really able to eat very much or drink very much. It was very, very, very limited. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could function at a very, very basic level. Mm -hmm. And when you have another child... The difference to be able to function to a basic level or be in hospital for five or six months on IVs is massive. It's just massive.
0: The problem with Caravan is it is expensive to start with, but also it's not covered on the medical card and it's not covered on the drug payment scheme. Why?
1: I would love to know that, PJ. (laughs) Yeah, It's, it's a bit of a mystery to me and anybody else who suffers with this condition because... It's essential. It's an absolute... Now, I will be very honest, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. But for the percentage of women it does work for, it changes your life to be able to function, especially when you have other children. Um, but the cost of it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, over the course of my pregnancy, so it's roughly, when I was on it now, it was 45 euro per box. So I was on two... Boxes per week, that's €90. Euro. That was €3,000 over the course of my pregnancy. But that wasn't the only thing that I was on.
0: I'm sorry, no, not on the drug payment scheme.
1: No, it's not. So, if, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, obviously being so sick from week three of the pregnancy, that was my work gone completely. So we're down one salary straight away. Yeah. Now we're living on one salary, and because of the high risk, I know everybody can't do it, but thank God I had health insurance and I was able to go to Matthews and attend ten And on top of that cost, I had the 3,000 euro of the caravan. On top of that cost, I was also on uh, Opremazol because of the acid and everything yeah. that and the boil that's coming up all of the time. But you have women who are on three or four different drugs as well as Caravan to survive. This is a bit or, like
0: something I was talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, diabetes during pregnancy. Absolutely. Every other diabetic yes. patient in the country has free drugs, but those patients don't.
1: It's it's very, very, very frustrating. And, you know, I I hate having to refer to this. I really do. But I do think it's something that shows the thinking, the thinking behind... Uh, decisions um, that are made you know any any man can walk in get his prescription for viagra and he's entitled to four tablets per month on the drug scheme and if that's needed that's absolutely fine i have no issue with that my issue is that that man can go out and get somebody pregnant and that woman does not have the same right to walk in and get her prescription, and walk into the chemist and get a drug or a tablet that is going to save her from being in hospital for most of her pregnancy, that's going to allow her to function basically for her pregnancy, and that's going to protect her and her baby, and that's going to keep her out of the medical, the hospital system, which will reduce costs in the in in the hospitals. Mm. It's it's a terror. I hate, as I say, having to refer to it, but it's. It's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate at the moment that Stephen Donnelly is looking, you know, he does have the Women's Task Force looking at this. But when is a decision going to be made? There are women suffering now. As I'm speaking, there are women probably not knowing that they have premises and they're sitting on their bathroom floor trying to puke into the toilet. And, you know, it, it is a horrific eight or nine months to live, it takes a physical toll. It takes an extraordinary mental toll.
0: Yeah, I imagine it could do permanent damage to your body.
1: Absolutely. Like um, I have to say, I probably got away lightly. Now, with my second pregnancy, unfortunately, I had obstetric cholestasis as well towards the eight, the last eight weeks. Um, so I had my gallbladder removed um, four and a half months after having Rhea but when you have hyperemesis and you're you're facing into having your baby, you know, in a normal pregnancy, you have some sort of energy left that says, now, baby is coming now, we can look forward to this part. When you go into to have your baby after hyperemesis pregnancy, you have nothing left. Absolutely nothing. You are so drained. Yeah. And then I had a C-section as well. So by the time you're trying to get your body healthy to heal from all of that you're not only trying to get your physical body back you're trying to get your mental state yeah. back because you fought through so much and sometimes I do think that with these sorts of decisions you know if Stephen Donnelly stood back for one moment and just looked at somebody one day in the life of a woman with of what she has to go through from the second she opens her eyes in the morning to try and take that deep breath to say, how am I going to get through today? I have to get through today. There's no other way. I, I have to find something in me to get through today. If he saw his wife, his daughter, his sister on the bathroom floor suffering premises the way I did, and I will only speak for myself, I think he... Ent- two seconds flat would make the decision to push carabin on the drug scheme card. Because even if it goes on the medical card, we'll just say for me, we were down one salary as soon as I was pregnant. We were able to manage to afford the caravan every month, which I was mm. very grateful for and lucky for. But there are so many people that, that can't. Yeah. You and, know, and they they've just
0: to... and they've just cut the drugs payment scheme down to 80 quid now which would make it an awful lot more affordable if they wouldn't do it for free as they do it some with some meds so you're asking Stephen Donnelly and anyone connected to him now have another if whatever you're going to do do it quickly
1: I would ask them to actually get in contact with somebody they know that's currently suffering from high premises there is a high premises support group on Facebook high Ireland and we are the I suppose the most experienced women when it comes to hyperemesis more than any consultant because we have all lived it or are living through it at the minute. Right. And spend two hours with one woman who is suffering hyperemesis and what you will see will make you put caravan on okay. the drug scheme card all right. immediately.
0: Alright, Tina, I will leave it there. Thank you very much and wish you well. And your two beautiful kids wish you well the family. Yeah. This one, The reason would seem, thanks Tina, the reason would seem to be that it is classed as a food supplement and therefore that is why it's not on the payment scheme. That would seem to be the reason. I was shocked to discover after, I remember covering the whole Kate Middleton story a few years ago and the number of people who had had hyperemesis. Who were listening to the program and described it to me what it's like? Couldn't you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy? ninety six FM.